0: 10.
1: And welcome to the NXT Review on Wrestling Headlines YouTube and on Wrestling Headlines podcast and just the website as well. My name is Matt Mayer aka Imp and I'm joined this week once again by One Nation Radio's social suplexes, James Boyd. Uh, welcome back again James. What's happening man? Happy to be here. Today is a, I guess, special day for a, a certain uh, someone which... Uh, I'm wording this so weirdly. Congratulations to Latter. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, let's do a whole elaborate build and make it spe- make, try to make it sound special. But no, effed it. Let's <laughs> stop that. It happens. I'm sure he'll hmm. appreciate the love anyway. Yeah, well, I was jokingly going to make this a Latter special and buy I was saying, saying to James, was like, uh, how to make it special? I know. I mentioned it at the start, and then we'll just never mention it again. <laughs> That'll do. Maybe <laughs> it feel special. It was the first thing mentioned. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyway, congratulations to Latter. Buy his album. Buy Swerve's album as well. well yeah, that's his work too. Anyway, NXT Swerve. That's a jump into NXT. So there's two main topics to talk about this week, and we're going to try and keep on topic. <laughs> again, word order's just abandoned me right now. So, we're going to talk about the two main things from the show this week. I'm assuming if you've watched any of the shows that have already happened, or like the the immediate reviews or the ones earlier here in the UK, then you'll be fully aware that Ember Moon has returned. Huzzah, that's one I've gone for. I've gone for the positive. She has returned and immediately gone into the main event of NXT in a tag match, and she's got a new theme, a new entrance, a new gear, everything, new lighting. She's green now instead of Ember Light, so... Uh yeah, do with that what you will. <laughs> it felt like a, a bit more of her nerdiness was allowed to come out in this version of her character. And normally, I like that, being able to see it. Uh, the second topic is the injuries, obviously, which have completely plagued WWE, uh, NXT specifically recently. Finn Balor, yeah, Finn, yeah, Finn, you've got Karrion Cross, Finn Balor, uh, Tegan Knox, and on tonight's show was Rich Holland, with quite a nasty one. So we'll get to those second, but we'll start positive ember moon so first off what do you make of ember moon's return at takeover um
0: i thought that um putting ember moon and tony storm's r- you know return stuff right next to each other as a back-to-back thing kind of stepped on each of their individual returns um but as uh, you know but moving aside from that i thought ember um her promo I've I've heard a lot of mixed met you know mixed, um, mixed mixed messages about whether people like it or not. Uh, for me, I I felt like it was her, which is better than the stuff we've seen her um do with the main roster where she you know, uh, you know the main roster is really weird. But um, mm. back to Ember, I I thought that she felt there were times where she was looking for her words, but she never felt like she got nervous. Um, but i I buy the story of she went on a bike went riding obviously that's not real but as far <laughs> as her character her kayfabe character mm-hmm. she went on a she went riding after the injury set back go found clarity came back and she's is she back where you know um you know all the next all events all the hunters kids you know they always want to come back right after mm-hmm. they've been on Ross for a while but um she was back and you know they immediately put her into the main event and um as far as the main event, I, I thought that Ember Moon was back being pretty much, you know, where she left off from NXT. And I was really happy because, you know, there was um she she had talked about her, you know, having some real insecurities about thinking her career was over. Um, I think that was the uh, the Booker T um, interview she did. So, like, I'm really happy for her. Very happy for her.
1: Yeah. And it's like with NXT's character rehauls I feel like they feel actually good. Like, it makes her turn feel a bit more special with the, uh, like, the, the Destination Destruction. And it just goes into the theme. ah, <laughs> uh, right, so, okay, it's a bit corny, but I'll go with it. <laughs> it's right. fine. Uh, it's, right. not, it's not the most corny thing in wrestling. It's wrestling. We can put up with corny. <laughs> it's fine. We're wrestling yeah. fans. Uh, but the whole new theme, which seemed to play a bit off the same notes of the last theme, just, like, yeah. same notes, just not particularly in the same order, uh, gear face paint and all is completely new and i liked it generally and the motorbike like hell of a year to go on the freeway of solitude it's <laughs> driving down on the motorbike. <laughs> yeah having like oh you gone
0: in isolation so have most of us
1: <laughs> well because uh, tony storm in her one was saying in her actual promo was, uh, was talking about isolation <laughs> just, yeah right. yeah yeah, I'm not sure you meant it. <laughs> like, You don't know what, is- what isolation's been like. Yeah, we do. <laughs> have right. we not seen Good point. I, did, I didn't think
0: about that, but yeah, definitely. It's like, yes, <laughs> you were, you know, allegedly um, in Cancun isolating, but <laughs> I kind of I, I kind of have a feeling like that's
1: a little bit different than the isolation a lot of us are doing <laughs> in some of these metropolitan areas. <laughs> Uh, plus, uh, she's doing that promo at the same time I'm watching the New Japan G1 Climax and uh, her promo about going to Cancun for isolation and i watch Juice's promo. it's like, this penis is just from one person. <laughs> you cannot touch it, Evil. <laughs> Did you see it? He hit my penis. <laughs> it's just amazing promo from Juice. <laughs> After he got a low blow by Evil. It's, uh, Juice is out of his mind. Uh, his promos are great. <laughs> it's just like Jamie doesn't really win that often but <laughs> his promo's bad I just found that interesting seeing just the slight juxtaposition between the two promos <laughs> from the two different yeah. accounts <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah like, obviously
0: we know you know like us being wrestling nerds we mm. know more than we should so we know about their relationship but like it is funny seeing that like both of them have you know have what they had to say that are just like nah that's incongruent that's not nah somebody's <laughs> lying here kayfabe wise if you want to you know do the uh, cross canonization of all the pro- <laughs> professional wrestling
1: uh, organizations but yeah I, I, yeah I definitely get what you mean <laughs> and uh, like compared to the main roster uh, with Ember Moon thing where all of this like new presentation it lets us know we're in for something different than her last run just everything about yeah. it. Compared to the main roster, where more often than not it's because you're getting homogenized. Like even Bailey, like for example, over time I've come to really enjoy this current Bailey character. First time I heard that theme, I was like, "Well, that's generic guitar crap." <laughs> it's just like, like her theme is technically like it's indistinguishable from so many other themes. It's not really that special, but she made it special because she's a great wrestler, She's done a fantastic with that act. So it's yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> it is what it is And Like this The main event Was set up by Dakota Kai Attacking uh, Rhea Ripley I thought that was An awesome thing as well With Io Shirai Coming out And immediately you're like Bloody hell This roster is stacked <laughs> Just seeing <laughs> Io Shirai comes out To meet Ember Moon it's like Oh it's like Two generations of NXT I love it Because Kairi Sane Was the person In between the two And like EO e- Ember had gone By the time EO had properly arrived So it's like Oh generations I love it then Rhea Ripley comes out like, oh, yes, <laughs> when she gets jumped by Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Uh, it's, yeah, this roster is stacked. And really, I love it when they do things like this and you really feel it. And the main event was, it was the nice little thing of Big Lass, Little Lass on both sides. They've <laughs> so got the uh, big mama called cool, Gonzalez and you've got Rhea Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, those two are getting... Powerful and angry at each other, whilst you got Dakota Kai acting sly. Did not mean for that to rhyme. Hit me up, bitch. <laughs> and with <laughs> and with uh, Ember Moon is kind of just getting her back in familiar eyes and just go. Didn't you, you used to like these things, didn't you? And the commentator was like, "Oh, I've missed that move." Uh, and it's very difficult to not also be like, "Oh, the eclipse is awesome." <laughs> it just it's kind of yeah. building up to that. But yeah, what did you make of? Because you hinted on the promo, but the kind of overall. I guess, presentation of Ember Moon on this return night.
0: Yeah, she still has a burst, and she still has a striking. And um, there's also, you know, um, I don't remember her being as sudden before. But, mm. you know, I, I love wrestlers that can just all of a sudden 0 to 100. So, um, it, I, you know, I think that's the reason why I love Shingo so much. It's just like all of a sudden, like, it, it just like takes one step, then all of a sudden it just... just lights out um but yeah she she was really really good and um i wasn't expecting her to still be that good after being out with that kind of injury but Mm. um she did all of her stuff that she's always done that i've ever seen her do so i I was really happy and i thought that her and um dakota actually all four of them and i were we're really really good together and um i feel like if you are a person that's really into raquel like they seem to be in the way they protected her um with Dakota being basically like the pin eater for out of those out of, when they're together, I feel like if you want her to improve, you have to put her in the ring with with three people as good as them. And I thought, you know, it was a success. Everything I thought it was it was a really good match. Um, I, I, the rest of the show we'll get into it except for like <laughs> yeah. you know, the uh, the wrestling mm. aside from like the opener. But like I thought I thought that this was a really good match.
1: Mm. Yeah, and especially as what came before of it on the show was just a little bit. I guess, flat with a lot of, a lot of recapping, a lot of, v, a lot of promo packages, uh, VTRs and yeah. things. So getting like a solid lap match like this at the end with four fantastic wrestlers, it was like a nice way to end the show, especially as, as I'm watching this, I know what happened on the other show. <laughs> and it was apparently white hot, a <laughs> fantastic show on the other side. Um, and I was like, well, this is the one I'm reviewing. Sam, oh, Sir Sam <laughs> gets to do AW <laughs> and I'm seen there doing NXT. <laughs> Um but what, yeah. what
0: I will say is I'm happy that we got this show um mm. for because some of the plot lines is things they threw out will lead you to believe that they're about they're heading back towards long form storytelling, slow burn stuff as opposed to mm. all the hot shotting we got through this whole pandemic era to about now. Um where, you know, it's like, oh, we have to go do something to basically, you know, cut off uh, you know, um, fight for the fallen, and um, uh, what's the other one? I can't fighter Fest. Yeah, so so, so. I, I'm really glad that they, you know, they 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 they're now going into like stuff like the Who Done It with Adam. Like who's paying for Rich Holland's being a hitman? Who is? Um, what is going on with Indy Hartwell and the Garganos? Like I, I'm interested to see what happens from here with some of these storylines. Like I'm not, you know, Dash is coming back, uh, but you know. I, I I'm I, I feel like they're now going in the direction of we're going back to the things that made people love us, which, you know, it, I like some of the matches we were getting with the hot shotting, but it's like, there's no, there's, this is going to end badly if you don't, you know, figure, uh, you know, solve this. And it seems like they've, they've gone back to what they've done pre in prior times. Because
1: mm. uh, c- he can't really do that style of booking on a show where the talent gets raided so frequently. Because if you're not slowly building anyone over time and suddenly, plop, half your talent's gone. You can't really keep building it like that. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah, T- Totally with you that it's been nice to see a show like this. I have got Halloween Havoc and the Shotzi jump scare. I have got that in the corner of my eye. <laughs> it's just like, that's only at the end of this month. That's really not that long away. And then we've got War Games. <laughs> so there isn't really that much... Really, Are mean, we getting war games? I mean, it's Survivor Series round the corner, isn't it? So normally you get war games around Survivor Series time. Have I? Have I? Right, right. That right. Yeah, I think. I think. That's I right. think.
0: I think they moved it off. I think they moved that, or less I looked, they moved that off of um summer
1: or Survivor Series weekend. Oh, okay. like the next takeover I think is in December. Okay, so they fully they fully moved NXT takeovers off the same weekend as those big shows. It seems alright. like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, as a guy who is gets absolutely like like now i'm i'm feeling the fatigue because i'm also covering new japan Pro wrestling g1 climax at, mm-hmm. uh, so i'm up at, at japan slash australia time to collaborate with Sir sam and i'm jumping straight in into nxt after that <laughs> so it's like, and like or, or like on tuesday it was g1 climax and monday night raw it's like oh that's a lot to wrestling to get through yeah like and It's quite nice to have it on separate weekends Even though that means I get late night One day to recover Late night, one day to recover <laughs> Late, So I would like, you know, a bit of a break <laughs> It was really, like September was awful Because you know, when they suddenly, like, oh yeah We can do the payback pay-per-view So suddenly you had the NXT <sighs> pay-per-view You had SummerSlam payback all out as well So it was like a solid month And I forgot what it was like to have a weekend of normal sleep <laughs> It was, the October hits, so it was like Oh, crap. <laughs> I couldn't get a normal pattern of sleep. Oh, lovely. Um, but yeah, the fact they could actually build to it is like, again, Halloween Havoc being so close. It's just kind of like, oh, but can you really? But the way this show played out, this was a much lower key show. But it wasn't like Raw, where normally when you say it's a low key Raw, normally what you mean is nothing happened. Nothing was really set up. The matches felt a bit throwaway. That's not what we right. mean here. Like things were set up, storylines were right. properly continued or moved on to a next gear, uh, some yes. in more comedic fashions than others, but still it was moving on to that next gear. <laughs> James pulls the eyes as we'll get to that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's not a show. I'll, I I won't when I say when I call it like a C grade show. I don't mean that as oh it was bad. I mean that as it was a setup show nothing wrong right. with the setup show in the long term these are really useful and really good uh, they really add yes. so much down the line it just means when really you're watching it they're not like fire right the NXT
0: really needs you know um maybe not as much you know because sometimes dynamite can get like this too where they all feels mm. like it's just you know promo 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 video or base like interview non wrestling non match stuff but mm. like you need you need some of these when you're like NXT and all you want to do is do match, 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 match angle, match, match, match. Like, you need some character stuff and some story beats to, you know, to t- take you to where you need to go, wherever that is. Um, and, you know, it, it seems to be where they're at the beginning of some of this stuff, um, which is cool. And, you know, I you know I think a lot of the times, or especially um, after the Wrestle, was it WrestleMania? Oh, I'm sorry, at Portland. like Portland was so bad uh the Mm. go like the go home show NXT and like coming back where he's like they basically have ramped up to just have this show and they have nothing going into it and nothing really going out of it except for Johnny and Ciampa again but like that can't
1: Mm.
0: well it did carry a whole show for like a half for an hour of it one time but you know (laughs) normally people wouldn't do that sort of thing
1: Mm. yeah and uh I mean I feel like I like it when you realise NXT are doing a rebuild and it kind of slowly, you're like, ah, over time, this is conf-. like when, normally it's when, like, yeah. for example, the women's division gets raided, which happens from time to time. Yep. And you'll see yeah. people online going, oh, the NXT women's division's dead. There's nothing to it. There's no stars. And then people like us just in the background going, no, no we see what they're doing. <laughs> it's all right. Like, right. right. in half a year, yeah. you'll be seeing its praises. I mean, that also, yeah. like, because obviously we're New Japan fans as well, the pattern of seeing that over and over where people will be like, oh, they've been talent raided, they're dead. In half a year, they're talking about them being the biggest stars <laughs> in the world, so it's perfectly fine. Uh, but in terms of the other issue facing NXT, uh, one slightly more out of their hands, uh, possibly, it's just the injuries, the sheer amount of them in such a short span of time. So Tegan Knox, come if it's remember if it's her other leg or if it's the same one, but yeah, another, I think it was ACL injury for Tegan.
0: Well, if I remember correctly, she's this her third ACL tear and the first two were on different legs. So, I mean, mm. it's either one is re- is a, mm. is another torn ACL on the same
1: leg uh yeah. twice for either one. Yeah. And like uh being a, a football fan as in soccer, it's uh it's a common injury we see there and normally you're out for quite some time with it and the more repeat injuries you get with it, the more that question just keeps coming up of if you're injury prone and because it, it becomes more and more difficult to keep fit or to keep it from happening again, if it keeps happening over and over, obviously in football you're primarily using your legs, so it's a slightly different story. But still, it's obviously worrying. And you hope for the best. And you hope for the kind of best recovery for Tegan, uh, but also carrion Cross having his uh, shoulder injury and Finn Balor got confirmed that he's broken his jaw. I come with this head in two places. So, because he's Finn Balor, you can have him just on the sidelines, and you can build to him. Just leave you don't have just leave him. You can even leave him off of Halloween Havoc, do a special thing there instead of Finn have, Finn Balor having to defend. But again, you got to the end of the month. He might he might be fine. They don't appear to be stripping him of the title, and that's probably a good thing, especially as what we, what James was literally just talking about in the feeling of that that hot shotting the title. Where he's just getting injuries and things to strip him of the title after another injury, he's just like, Ugh, we can't settle, can we? <laughs> so it's just really bad luck. But the big injury was Ridge Holland, which quite a nasty one. And uh, like in terms of the guess, hierarchy of WWE, this was a guy like we talk about people in the background getting built up slowly over time to like eventually, like half a year's time, we're talking about this guy as a one of the top acts in NXT. Now he's been built up under the surface and uh, then this happens when he's so clearly on that trajectory. Uh, yeah, it does suck because whatever they had planned, it felt like it was like the one of the, the last moves of his brawl with Lorcan and immediately, as soon as he captures, uh, Lorcan does a dive through the outside and he goes to catch him and just, the spot seems to be he catches him then does big lad thing because he's big lad powerful. But as soon as he catches him, the weight that's underneath, his leg completely buckles and it twists. And uh, if, if any of you have seen the shot online as well, it definitely twisted, which is not a good thing. And um, of course, we don't know the extent of it, but he's under surgery right now. Or it was, it was today he's had his surgery. So it's either in recovery or it's still happening. It's one of the two. Uh, so we'll, we'll know the results of that later. But didn't look good. As in, like, a he's going to likely he's gonna be out for a very long time so that's just this kind of cut short um but yeah the injuries to nxt i was gonna say is that is there anything behind them just because there's the sheer amount of them just bad luck uh is it gonna affect them well I mean some of the stuff is
0: um quite honestly the the style um you know they they tend to work and i'll, I'll I don't necessarily mean like they're crazy, like they're not Koto Bushi or anything like that, (laughs) but, or Mayu Butani, where they just like take neck and head bumps all the time, (laughs) but in almost every big match, but, um, it just seems that, um, some of the risks they take, it contributes to it. And, um, you know, right now we're in a time where, um, the main roster people, um, they get injured as well and they don't work as grueling of a style. But back then you had to travel, which made it hard for, for recovery. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have things, you know, the body, body parts aren't recovered or bodies aren't recovered, things can tend to happen. Um, I, I wonder if this situation where because of, um, some of the, you know, Some some of the scheduling stuff for the PC is always at whack. Whether not people can maintain their bodies in the ways that they used to. And that could be contributing to it as well. Where like, you know, People look great, but are they in you know the right shape compared to where they normally are? And then you know, bad, bad thing X, Y, and Z happens. Um, and, and but you know, there's some things that just can't be. Um, uh, some things that just cannot be um, uh, that you can't blame on just that. Like you know, you watch O'Reilly and Balor destroy each other. Like yeah, I, I imagine a jaw will get broken, right? Mm. So um, I, I think it's a I think it's a bit of
1: both yeah and it I've, I've tried to decide whether it's going to be like a proper issue for NXT that they probably need to address and do they need to switch things about but given their developmental overall again we were literally just talking about them they can switch to building over time mode problem solved and the developmental so that's what you expect from them and it, it yeah. it's, it's, it's just it's, it comes across as bad luck as well within such a I think it's like seven weeks all of these injuries have happened which is kind of crazy yeah Uh, Just to think, like, not that long ago we were watching Keith Lee carrying Cross and just, like, they were establishing this kind of next era and it just felt so cemented and then it's just crumbled. So, which, it's not all their fault. And the other side is random call-ups for amazing stables. (laughs) So, (laughs) it's just... (laughs) Ah, yes. Listen to the Raw review to hear me love that state. (laughs) It's just, oh, it's just, oh, it's so good. (laughs) It's just, oh, just it reminds me of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Just <laughs> people that they. It's not even like their head honchos that Shred would have confidence in. It's just random goon for that episode. <laughs> it just gets destroyed. It's just, uh and I gave a shout on Monday. But second, a massive shout out to MVP who just called T Bar Teabag and didn't didn't no pause for comedic effect. Nothing. He just said it <laughs> and just went on. <laughs> so it's. I, just, I didn't yeah. know that happened. That's crazy. It was just like middle of the promo. Just said it and didn't even pause. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, so, just, so yeah. do you think it was actually on purpose, or do you think that's just a, a slip? It sounded like it was on purpose. Okay. 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 Because it's MVP. He said it with meaning, <laughs> but it was just okay. just, in the, it, he just casually just said it. It was. It didn't feel like an error where people got in the background going, "Oh crap!" And they were just like, "Ha ha ha!" Baddie said heel thing. <laughs> so it's
0: did anybody. Yeah. Okay, so did anybody that was around him, did they break with, or corpse or anything when, no. uh, when he said it? Or...
1: No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I thought okay. it must have been, like, it must have cleared it. it. must have been all good. I'm assuming Vince has no idea what it means. It's <laughs> so, perfectly fine. He's like, oh, I've heard of tea. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just a British reference. They'll like it. <laughs> like, no. See,
0: the thing is this, right? It worked. I feel like if you say what that means to Vince, Vince would be like, oh, definitely say that. And just belly laughs, knowing the things we know about Vince being so Hmm. so sophomoric with his humor. Like, I guarantee you, like, whoever pitched that to him was like, I can't wait to to, to throw this line in the the meeting room to to, to Vince and let him know what teabagging is.
1: And he's like, that's fantastic. God damn it, that's great, pal. Can't wait. (laughs) Because I woke up in the morning, so I have to go on Twitter to do all the New Japan stuff. And was, the first thing sure. I saw was, like, the Retribution members talking about teabagging. And I'm just like, am I missing a context here? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I had no oh context God. to that. <laughs> I just saw them talking about teabagging. bagging. was like, ah, oh. I mean, it, they they just use Twitter like normal people relatively. They don't really mind the language they use. Maybe it's just them joshing about. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Is so that anyway? one of them's called Slapjack. So I doubt anyone's had the courage to explain to Vince what that means. So it's... If, if, I'm, if I'm right though, they are all um, tools slash weapons. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's where they've got that from and not looked up any other usages for them. <laughs> so that was smart. <laughs> anyway. I keep mine. mind there's also the same um,
0: promotion that brought up Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte Flair and put them with Paige mm. and then decided to call them the Sorority Sisters until they realized oh, that's a porn site. Mm. We, can't, we, we can't do that. <laughs> So, I, you know, I imagine some things get through and you're like, oh, we can't do that because X, Y, Z. And they are like, well, damn it, why didn't want to think about that beforehand?
1: Mm. I don't know. Mm. I mean, when you're tearing up the script and writing it as the show is That's, happening, like, these things can slip through the cracks. <laughs> it's going to happen. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to do a quick rundown through the show for we are going to hit that tight hour. It's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to do it. It's going to be the first time ever <laughs> that we've ever done it. Uh, but so, the first segment, uh, James has hit on it that it was quite a strong start to the show. Tommaso Champa versus Kushida. Uh, the two having to be separated backstage uh, before the show with an, ally, with an angry William Regal photo being put on Twitter. The new Kushida aggression carry on, carrying on to the next lad, uh, the Japanese star moving on from TakeOver swiftly, at least I thought so, at the start of the match. A uh, damn strong way to open the show. Champa Uh, Following on the damage taken at TakeOver and targeting Kushida's neck. Continuity. Nice. (laughs) The fresher man had his arm zoned in on for the hoverboard lock, obviously. Uh, Kushida's rage has really made him feel like an awesome deal. After a back and forth match, he looks like he's finally caught Champa when... Flies in, uh, flying flying off the top with his cast, uh, which is dyed purple, as he appears to be cosplaying as The Undertaker. And I felt like it was subtle enough that I... It's 90s a taker. How did you not get that, James? (laughs) The purple thing. I got it
0: exactly. The the second you said that, I was like, oh, it does. (laughs) Wow.
1: Uh, And attempting to land an elbow on his uh, takeover foe, but Kushida sees it coming, and he ends up flying into Tommaso instead. Uh, Didn't even come close. Uh, Kushida chases him off with uh, somewhat... Over the top in the escape, just like overly dramatically stumbling and things. I've noticed that as soon as he's turned heel, there's something strange about it, Uh, and I don't I don't know whether to attribute to the change in how I'm watching him, as in has he always been like this, and I'm just noticing it now because of the kind of negative kind of aura around him, or is it like on top? It's what he's doing as a heel. He thinks I'll be overly animated because that might you know piss them off a bit because it's kind of over the top.
0: Oh, I was saying this. Um, I was saying this on one Nation radio on, um, we did a show Monday, I think. Yeah. And I was, uh, reviewing the show, the, the takeover card mm. is like, he is turned up. Like he was already a cartoonish flopper. Mm. Right. And, you know, there's a, there is a, you know, Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Mr. Perfect. Like there is room for cartoonish floppers. Ric Flair, of course, the, the flare flop. There, there's room for that. Uh, I'm thinking right now of Rick Rude, uh, Selling an atomic drop right now, his knees just like wobbling. But anyway, like yes, there's room for that in wrestling. I, I and I think sometimes uh, back when I actually cared about seeing Velveteen Dream on TV, uh, I thought that I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. It added to his matches and uh, and whatever. And much the same way as you mentioned those other cartoon floppers, mm. uh, I think since uh, this week the stuff that he's doing is just like I. Uh, I feel like he's turned it up to a level pat beyond um, to where now it's stealing focus from, you know, the actual match as opposed to it added to the match. I feel like now it's going a beat or two too long with it. Like you slop around like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Like like he looks like one of the salmon, one of the salmon going upstream, right? Yeah. Um. But but yeah, like either way, like I don't want him on TV. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's really what it comes down to. I, I just. Look! Look at! Look at! Look at this! What? What? What, what is this? Right? Mm. Like, what are we doing?
1: Mm. And they're never gonna. I, put. They're never gonna like properly put anything behind him just because they know. What the all around him know what I was going to be reacted to, and it's just the PR yeah. all around it has been a complete disaster. And yeah. I think I was saying uh, like, last week, like, surely the. None of what they've done would have been PR recommended. Like, has there been any talk or whatever because normally, especially in WWE, where they've paid big money, be to get those PR people, none of them would have recommended what they've done. Like, at right. all. So it's, uh... Yeah, it's, uh... It's it's confusing that they've done it this way. And then they've tried to yeah. just tried to feature him anyway. <laughs> doesn't wonder there's been yeah. a backlash.
0: And another thing I don't like about it is with guys like Austin Theory and Velveteen not being let go, but still around and on TV, like, what they're doing, what it seems to me right now, is like we'll put you on TV and we'll just beat the hell out of you, mm. right? Like you know, like uh, you, know, you think about um, the curtain call in '96 and how Triple H was set up to be uh, King of the Ring '96, end up going to Austin, and you know whether it was Cornette or Ru- I think Russo maybe or whoever else, like all the people around that time, Ross talked about how he's basically in the doghouse for a, for a year, right? Because mm. you're not, you know, the Outsiders, they both leave. They're not going to punish Sean because Sean is, you know, a top two star, in the top two or three star in the company. So the, all the shit falls on Triple H. Well, you look at what they're doing with Velveteen Dream ever since this stuff came out, even before the Speaking Out movement came out, it was, they have been beating him left and right in embarrassing fashion. And then they bring out Austin Theory and he loses to basically everybody except for Leon Ruff. Mm. Like... I get like if, if that's your form of punishment then like hey bro like this isn't about punishment. This is about right or wrong. Either employ them or either employ them or fire them. Mm. I would suggest you fire them, but that's what they've decided to do with and like it's certain this in the middle thing, this halfway thing they're doing, it, it doesn't appease either one. It like it doesn't make anybody happy to either, you know, they either don't care and don't just don't want to see those guys or people that just like, Why are you putting these people on TV? What are you doing?
1: Mm. Yeah, uh, well, I think I swear uh, every time they feature him on the show, we have these conversations, and it's just like every time we return right. to it. I think well, we've not done one of these shows since mid September, and it's the exact same tone, nothing has changed. So, yeah, uh, also, I didn't remember that. Thank you, Skype. <laughs> I don't have that good kind of memory to know when we last did a Velveteen Dream <laughs> kind of roundup. Uh, but yes, eighth of October, nothing has changed. In fact, it's possibly a little bit oh. worse because it's not been addressed, and they featured him, and then at Takeover, there was that feeling of oh, might they be taking it a bit more seriously? Taking no, immediately back on. So, yeah, at least they didn't yeah. have him win. But that's not with like they're still featuring the actor. So I'm not really think. I don't really think that matters. I, I right. saw that uh, that was the thing at Takeover. Well, if Dream if if Dream wins or if Kashida doesn't win, oh, and I'm like, but they're featuring the actor. So right. that's like if they went ahead with that Kevin Spacey film, regardless, they didn't get in yeah, Christopher yeah. Plummer to record all these scenes. They just did it. It's it's a PR disaster. <laughs> it's um, it's not going to yeah. get any better. So yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to a segment which James reacted to extremely happily earlier. Drake Maverick. <laughs> earlier today, head down in a, <laughs> just oh god. So. First off, he's interviewed outside, uh, relatively chipper, talking about all the big things in the pipeline for his tag team with Killian Dane, He's so excited, the wee man. Then the big Northern Irishman just turns up and is like, what? You did what? (laughs) Just becoming increasingly frustrated with this small Birmingham man never giving up on them becoming best friends. (laughs) It's just... Ah, I can see where this is going. And that leads leads to the entrance with the happy whistly music <laughs> so yeah what do you make about of all of this <laughs> james
0: okay i get what they're trying to do they're trying to do a you know reluctant partners thing you know whether it was and Sock connection whether it was team hell no they've done this you know in wrestling for dozens of years right and, and it works um, the thing for me is that, like, can we do this without, like, completely embarrassing Drake Maverick, like, left and right and front and center and back and forth and round and round? Like, it, okay, so I, I get it. Like, he's small, therefore, and he can be, I guess he's so upbeat that you can consider, consider – <coughs> sorry. <coughs> that you can consider him annoying, but, like – when you have the the theme that be stuck out to me, I'm I'm thinking of like the long play of this, how this has gone for for you know the past couple months now. And now that um, you get to this show last night, and he said the interviewer asked him as he's walking into the building, and he says I've been messaging him, you know, a bunch of ideas all week, and then all of a sudden walks up Dane and Dane, and he says, "Hey, Dane, can I get your number?" He's like, "No, you can't have my number." And I'm like, "Well, who you been sending these messages to? What's going on here?" <laughs> what and, 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 you know and, and, and then the music I get the music is you know the monster is embarrassed to be you know coming down to this you know like um blues clue sounding music or whatever else I, I get it I get it um and eventually it's gonna turn around and but just like I'm, I'm so sick and tired of every time like they're supposed to be they're getting close they're getting close <laughs> they're getting close and then like at the end you already know what's gonna happen he's gonna he's gonna suck him in his jaw <laughs> knock him out and either walk away or carry him off, and I'm just like, "Where is your, where is this? Just a pride, Drake Maverick? I understand the whole, you know, <laughs> this dude that you know, quote unquote, went that in theory maybe probably has no pride because long form character wise, this person got fired by a company and then decided to work in the tournament uh, to get his job back and did so. Maybe so he's probably low on pride, but still just like. God damn! Like you're being abused, bro. It's a terrible <laughs> relationship. Abort. <laughs> Take counseling.
1: It if it start it's starting it's starting to feel like to me a bit like an SNL skit where they right. they've got that end beat and it always th- there's two kinds of SNL skit. There's the one where it's the repeat gag right at the end and it, I've posted to the camera after you do the gag and that's that. Or you go, oh, is that it? That's the camera pants away. It like, oh it's only there, is it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, but with with this one, yeah, it's they've they've got the repeat joke, they're gonna hit him in the jaw every single time, and either they don't SNL skit it and they actually evolve it to a point where they become best friends, where it's wrestling, that's exactly what we expect. Or you stick right. it on the same note and the joke is every single time like our truth is always gonna walk out of raw with the twenty four seven championship. He always loses it on Raw, but he always walks out with it. And uh, with this, he's just waiting for Jake Maverick to get punched in the face. And that feels like Vince McMahon comedy. That's something that he would love. <laughs> where no matter what happens during it, right at the end, that little man's getting punched in the face by the big hairy one. <laughs> so that is... right. And I feel like that's the type of thing where... It could... Like, on a big variety show, you put this on Raw, in the middle, and the younger audience might eat something like this up. Maybe...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it can't really go anywhere <laughs> so if you look for so on a show like NXT which is normally pretty good at building stuff that's why I feel like this is this is like a Raw type thing where it's just a fun little thing which you can repeat over and over that's perfect for Raw right. NXT doesn't really play like that and even for Breeze or, or fan, uh, I keep forgetting what they're actually called they um, yeah, Fandango so fan, uh, what, fan what Fan, fa, fan... I'm sorry Breezango uh, sorry <laughs> yeah. I can't call-
0: yeah, I said, I said Fandango. Like, no, that's actually like Fandango's <laughs> he name. You said it with I, such it, confidence. Did, yeah. Just like, <laughs> yes, yeah, I Fandango. did. I yeah.
1: sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's Do you shoot happens. Do you shoot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a it's a fine it's a fine comedy thing, and as, as you know, everyone knows I I'm a comedy guy. I love comedy. One of my favorite things about G1 Climax is Toro Yano. He had his best match this uh, today against Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> so uh, I love me some Toro Yano. He's not making my top five this week. There are so many good matches. I've watched it and went, that's its best match, but I'm not bumping ZSJ versus Sonada for it. <laughs> Just no. It's <laughs> not happening. Uh watch one Climax. So many solid matches. Like this week it's such a packed top five. Um I I'm I left off at episode or the fifth night. I started to play catch up. <sighs> it's, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so much for, yeah. we're talking, I think it was just before it was about to start, and you also had a stardom coming up as well. And cause, yeah, yeah, because they hadn't started yet, I think they were starting that weekend. And you were like, oh, God, oh, I've got so much stardom to watch! <laughs> you're just yeah. racing for it. Like, mm. yeah,
0: uh, just a shout out while people are listening or whatever else. Yeah, um, for as far as stardom, they just had their probably second biggest show of all time, um, and that's sh- the Five best matches on that show was probably better than Takeover. Like that's how good that show was. Um, but but yes, yeah, so I would say check it out. Like if you got seven bucks and you like women's wrestling, or you, you if you like NXT women's wrestling or whatever else, there's better women's wrestling out there actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, like um, they had that show over the weekend. Um, with the grant with the with the G1 stuff. With takeover from the weekend, like, you know, I'm I'm watching this. I'm just like a just just in heaven watching all these great matches, and then I get to the Wednesday shows. I'm just like, gonna need a little more. Gonna need a little <laughs> more as far as in reaction, action. That's what you're going to give us. But but yeah, like you know, mm. these weren't bad shows either. One, it just like you know, mm. it's, it's levels obviously, and you know, after getting that for a weekend and going to Wednesday, is a little different. Mm. But but um, so the comedy stuff is just kind of like. It's time. This is like the third time, <laughs> just... we, third or fourth time we've seen the punch to the face. Like you mm. know, like either get progress the story or mm. or maybe this is just a story and like I hope it's not because like I, I really did like the um the Drake Maverick uh cruiserweight tournament stuff. I really did like the whole run through. I think he's a really good seller and storyteller in the ring. Mm. And like if you're gonna find if you're gonna pair them together, like great because I think that you, it's a simple story. Small guy gets his, goes out there and gets his ass whooped big dude runs a hot tag and you go from there.
1: Yeah, that's why I was like it feels like a raw thing, because it's that combat, especially when you are coming over from Stardom where like the middle of, you look at what's in the middle of their card and oh, what's the name of the title? Uh, uh I can't remember the name of the title. High Speed title? That's it. Uh, I'm going to describe it as wrestling but really, really quick. <laughs> I just yeah, love that idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's a concept. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, you come from that where you're just like, my god, how are they keeping up? And then you look at what's in the yeah. middle of this card, and it's—it's to it's, 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 I feel like it's a Western thing. The, in the middle of this card, instead of injecting just a, a showcase of Life. how fantastic they can be—not not necessarily with a lot of story going in—but you get they just right. look how fantastic how t- talented our roster is. Instead of that, you get comedy. This is like you get the variety coming in. That's when our truth comes out, <laughs> and it does his stick. Yeah, you get people dressing and up in disguises. No,
0: Right, and there's no knocking against like the comedy acts in wrestling. Like you need that, right? Mm, you need yes. changes of pace. Like the more, the more flavors you have, the better. It's just like sensing. It, it, it for me is like sensing what's needed at the time. Like if you, and also the thing with with the way they lay they format their shows with WWE. Like you could tell like what you can just watch. You can press play on a WWE show. You can tell what's the bottom. What's the second half of an hour on a, on a, on TV mm. for them, right? Like. So it, it, for me, it's kind of like you're okay. I know where I'm in on the car. Like when Elias comes out, or when he used to come out, it's like oh, the bottom of an hour. I already know. <laughs> uh,
1: I like, reckon like I,
0: I, great promo, but I already know at the bottom of an hour.
1: Mm. I reckon Maverick and Dane would be so over in the UK scene. This we love, we love childishness <laughs> like that, and it, yeah, obviously it's not going to be easy. Like I've seen people say with NXT UK that they're just with everything that happened, they're just. Can't do it, even though, like, all the talent that we be featured in NXT UK, it's, it's been essentially cleansed of any name associated with it. Just like, with no compared to NXT itself, like, with seemingly no remorse for NXT UK. Uh, and it's lower down the totem pole, so if you, yeah, they're not gonna velveteen dream you, not a chance. But again, there's still that aura, can't even, a lot of people can't even tune into it. and. Obviously, that's not my excuse. I don't have time. When am I watching that? <laughs> it's just not going to fit. <laughs> when am I watching that? But realistically, during during this time, so like uh, Japan's going tournament crazy right now because finally they can do the shows, and cause if i might like Champions Carnival off. Not even batting an eyelid at it when normally uh, normally at least check out the final or something. And this year, nah, nothing. Hey, right. like, Sorry, all Japan. I, th- I <laughs> thought
0: about doing that this year too, and I was mm. like, nah, no. Too much. Like I just, Mm. I just finished uh, the Grand Prix, which is Stardom's G One. G One's in the middle of it right now. Mm. I got the Wednesday shows. Like (laughs) I had, if I had the NBA Finals is going on right now. The NBA playoffs Mm. is happening also. So it's like, nah, I just don't got time for that. Mm. Um, like maybe you know, and like I'm, I'm, you know, New Japan Strong. Like I told myself, I gotta watch New Japan Strong. If I fall behind too far, I know these are short shows, but like I'm gonna fall behind too far. And like now we're probably in like week twelve or something of it. So, like, it, it, you know, there, there's so much quality wrestling that was like you, you're gonna have to pick and choose. Mm. Like, you're not gonna be able to catch all of the good wrestling. There's too much of the good wrestling. There's so much good wrestling that, like, now we've kind of at a point where we only have time for great wrestling. So that's kind of that's kind of where we are now.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, we only got time for great wrestling. Is a great. <laughs> you just you realize what you're chopping out just immediately where you got such a high bar. Uh, yeah. But anyway, let's just quickly get through what was left on the show. Uh, so we had Candice Villani and Johnny Gargano walking their dog. Uh, I like their suburban promos. It's completely different from what anyone else is doing, and they always they're always talk they're talking about one thing, but you know they always link it to what's happening on the show. Uh, ranting about how Takeover sucked. Yeah, it did. It sucked, didn't it? Ugh. And they deserve rematches. And things need to change. They just need a plan. When they get to their house and find a big Ultra HD TV. Uh, ...waiting for them outside their house, and uh, like, good for them when they can do that in their neighbourhood. Just a bit expensive, HDTV, just leave it there. <laughs> and they just... yeah, can't, can't do that here. No, you've got, you can't... Uh, it's TV. <laughs> it's expensive. Uh, apparently, from Indy Hartwell, outside their front door, and the rays like... Wait, hold on a minute. This is a bit weird. Why is she sending us an HD TV? But Johnny's just like, it's a free TV. Who cares? <laughs> it's a free TV. Right. Yeah, I love like, that.
0: Right. I, love like, I think the best part was like, at first he was like, Indy's name was mentioned. I guess it was on the, the mm-hmm. uh, on the gift card or whatever else for the for the TV. And he goes, Indy Hartwell, who she's ever beat, <laughs> right? And then after he said like the, the, the TV is yours, he's like. I've always liked her. She's going <laughs> yeah. places. Like, oh, you're so, you're such a shit. <laughs> it, it, it was good. Um, I, yeah. Um, do you want to go to second part two of um of that? Yes. With thumb so,
1: drive. So we uh, after the whole uh, issue with Rich Holland, we had a run of VTRs and promos, and uh, we cut to Johnny Gargano who was watching his new big TV. Just like, hmm. Yes, interesting. And at first you're like, "Oh, is he gonna link it to him watching NXT live?" And then he comes around and is like, "No, he's actually watching." <laughs> he's realised something that like, genuinely, and I'll call it awesome little subtlety because I had no idea it happened in the match, but they showed it where right. Johnny. It said it was in the. It's in the player. It's just this is what it was, and Johnny is in the player. Hope that's a decade-old reference to DVDs. <laughs> but Johnny, physical things. No one uses physical things anymore. Uh, Johnny showing how many times Indy saved Candice in the Battle Royal and obviously she went on to win so it's like oh not only did she save her but she was instrumental in Candice winning and that's what turns Candice to like oh yeah yeah I quite like her too uh, obviously with the, the cute doggo as well <laughs> just panting away just like oh yeah this segment's winning me over <laughs> you're hitting on subtlety right. got a little dog and everything uh yeah uh did you have a comment about <laughs> a better way? Oh comment. yeah, for
0: yeah 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 for me just like you know, I really enjoyed how pretty much every match or the players in every match like they touched up on them and they sent them you know wherever they were going to go. I'm like obviously you know, um, the Ridge Holland and whoever was paying for the paying for his services to take out Adam Cole was with Finn Balor in um, the main event match. Uh, with the Garganos, now they're, you know, going to see what's up with this Andy Hurtwell thing. Uh, with EO, it was more or less like they're setting the table by showing you the four uh, with the tag match. Um, I, I, you know, um, I think the only thing they really touched on was uh, Swerve and in, in, um, Santos. But um, well, I, I'm sure that's around the corner on whatever you end up with next. And they also touched on um, uh, Priest. And Priest said he was looking for the next challenger. So I, I, I thought I thought, you know in a in a way that we haven't really got with these shows where like promos, character work, plot developments. I, I, I really like the show. Like there was short on the wrestling, but I really like the, the opener and the main event. So it's like this this is the saying that I often say with um actually I don't even want to say it, because I like the I like the I think the west the wrestling matches in between the two the opener and main events were weak, but I thought everything else worked very well.
1: Yeah, it was um Especially with the women's division where it's it reminded me a bit of when the blocks got announced for the G1 this year and people looked at A block, saw certain people in the same one and people starting to react like Big E watching Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. Like, oh, look at that meat. <laughs> 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 <Look> at that. <laughs> and it's like, I get that same feeling with the women's division. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. I want to see that matchup. Oh, and that one. Oh, <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't quote any more of what Big E said when referred to the women's division, but still it was a, <laughs> <laughs> I also realised, I was like, it's, the, it, the, the comparison has to stop there. The the point's been made. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably for the best. Probably for the best. Probably for the best, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, when I was talking about Shingo versus Ishii, I just quoted Big E <laughs> in my thing. Just, uh, yeah. So, oh, slapping that meat. <laughs> does he want five star matches nah not me <laughs> big sweaty greasy man slapping that meat <laughs> oh, that's my favorite quote from <laughs> i love that <laughs> so good Uh oh, so for new day is they're hilarious <laughs> anyway so uh to kind of take it down a tad we had a laugh let's talk about us in theory so um we've already touched on it we get i guess with with um Tying velvet in Dream and the, or around it And then beating Leon Ruff So the bit after he beats Leon Ruff After the match uh, He's got your promo about how great he is And how he's the future of NXT and he's laying an open challenge Like he's done this before Where he'll be in the ring win or lose He'll then go I'm am amazing though Someone come out and open challenge me is, uh, you will? It's an amazing opportunity to be in the ring With someone like me uh, And this time it's Dexter Loomis who's returning And it's time for a Creepy Bastard To get battered by Dexter Loomis Turn it around. So, Austin Theory versus Dexter Loomis. Uh, the uh, the cocky prick gets stomped down a tad before controlling a lot of this match. Uh, like, what a crazy concept. A man who runs his mouth, but then backs up his words when I'm just expecting him to get his ass kicked. <laughs> so like, oh, wait, no. Uh, but Loomis's style is to suddenly snap into action, but not the way that James was praising earlier. <laughs> this is the other side of that, where... It, yeah. It's kind yeah. of a bit boring. Yeah. It goes a bit too far. A bit. It, yes. <laughs> and Ugh. I had this on in the background whilst the G1 Climax was on, because how else am I going to fit everything in? And I was zoning out of this. Like I was often pausing one to check in on the other. And like, if NXT was too good, I'd pause it, because I wasn't pausing New Japan. Uh, this one, I'd just let it play. Nothing was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think there, he was beating down Dexter Loomis, and then... Dexter Lumis suddenly snaps back into action with the other lad. Like, the other bloke thinks that they've got him when suddenly they find themselves on the end of a Yuranagi into a clutch and that's the end of that. And it seems like we're getting Cameron Grimes versus Dexter Lumis as well as he flew in with the double stomp and that led us into that. Uh, Not super feeling it. I think it's just Dexter Lumis. It's weird. yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it's Loomis, and it's and more importantly, it's the gimmick that is enhancing um the the whatever matches you could possibly have. Like, um, there is something to be said about um having a gimmick or a character that doesn't sell, but like you have to do it in the right way. Like, Tomohiro Ishii does not no sell in the same way that Dexter Loomis does. Like, Dexter Loomis does is in a way that's like okay. Go pull we were talking about the Undertaker earlier, right? Pull up 94 mm. 93 Undertaker. Pull up Kane in 98. Like I, I think we're pa- we're kind of past that. And the thing that also is annoying is um you know maybe if we had more of a more of a, a, a into his character instead of him just being a mysterious guy with with, with, with killer's eyes um Mm -hmm. there'd be something where we can understand why he is kind of the way he is but then again maybe that's blowing the mystique like it might just be you know a mystery box thing uh but like he clearly can do some stuff but like this gimmick is like stifling that and uh, you know is he was gone for so long and like they were they're trying to push him but it's like this, this, I don't, I, I don't know who likes, I, you know, mm. I, I talked to a bunch of different wrestling fans. I don't know anyone that likes this. Um, mm. I, it is really weird. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think ultimately what we can come down to is my, my, conclusion is like if Leon Ruff in like two minutes or th- whatever that was can impress in that way before ultimately getting beat and destroyed by theory is more impressive than loom is going 12 minutes with theory. Then it's like, maybe you're doing this entirely wrong.
1: Hmm. Actually, yeah, yeah, it's it's the style because I was complimenting uh, somebody else's style, uh, Zelina Vega's style, I was complimenting her style. But she makes the person right. look like a million bucks. <laughs> she talk all over the place, of, of take all the bumps in the world. Uh, at, sometimes at silly angles, and but the opponent looks awesome in her matches. Here, they, you, they just ground Dexter Loomis, and it's just a bit boring. It's one of those where on paper I don't mind the gimmick but in practice in execution it just it's I'm just bored when I'm watching it and that's in terms of entertainment that's like the best way to kind of just take uh, how do I feel on it well i was bored and that means it's not working so yeah anyway
0: right and I think I think for me with Loomis is like I think the only match I really liked with him was the first riding match not the strap match mm. but the actual first riding match where Roddy, you know he. We know Roddy. He's a he's a he's a badass b- high school bully, right? Mm. So when he you know he tries to out wrestle him and he can't out wrestle him, so he runs. He he takes a pound out the ring and blows a stack, and then he goes in the ring and is like, forget this. I'm out. I'm going to redouble my efforts and try to out wrestle him. I still can't wrestle him. Roll out the ring in frustration again, and Then he starts striking him, and then they go from there. Like that it that that's kind of like it really comes down to how talented the other guy is. And like, obviously that's a part of, it's all a part of wrestling where, you know, styles make fight and people with more experience can get more things out of people that are less experienced in, in like, but like <laughs> Austin theory is somebody that needs to be in the ring with, you know, like he has been like, they, they have put him in the ring with, you know, already over the, over the last year, like Ciampa, Cole, Roddy, like, and then Loomis the same thing like those guys need to be in the ring with guys that can help that act or that character or whatever else and have these matches like when three Life sees matches with some ideas from just flat out experience like Thatcher plus Loomis that was a problem
1: mm, yes t- totally yeah Actually, yeah. that's a turning point for me really uh, we've got one more segment to get through before uh, we nail that one hour but well wilderness. done us the uh, Shotzi Blackheart versus Jaya Lee in a let's kill some time kind of thing and set up uh, angle <laughs> so not a particularly long match uh spooky Shotzi launched with a drop kick off the bat bringing the strikes against Jaya lee may not have been the wisest of him invitations as she got a good kicking uh pretty even until the fight goes to the turnbuckle lee tries to take advantage but gets knocked down and down flies blackheart with the on for the win Shotzi gets her win, she gets to celebrate how Halloween Havoc's coming around, which means she's consistently advertising Halloween Havoc, so it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, Afterwards is the angle. So, Bo walks out in a suit because they're both Chinese, so I guess that's it. That's good enough. Uh, He hands Jaya a letter and she opens and reads it before reacting and, oh. And then they just walk up the ramp together. Uh, and my immediate reaction is, uh, d- did Bo just serve her? <laughs> Why is she going off like that?
0: <laughs> like, papers? Yeah. Like, to serve, like, to serve, yeah. like for court?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just got, you just got um, served. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's an angle. I can't I remember the last time. I can't, yeah. Um,
0: I don't know what this has to do with Zaya, with her, um, with Candace, I'm sorry Candace, but with Casey and Caden, and where, like, they beat her, and then both times she just... You know she's a poor, poor loser. Um, I don't know what that plays into with this. I guess we'll find out. I'm, I'm just hoping that you know because they do this a lot with people from, uh, people from international, uh, or from, from foreigners. Like they do this a lot. Like you know we have Legado del Fantasma. There's obviously those are, uh, there's cartel influence in their, in their, uh, in their gimmick, right? Mm. Like I hope this isn't. I hope this
1: isn't some like foray into triads. I just hope it's not. Hmm. Oh, I didn't even make that link. I was even more calmly, just China. I think, Oh, don't of it <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite thing. Just, um, not my favorite thing, but as a European, just like, Oh, uh, Oh, he's from Russia. I was like, I swear he's from Bulgaria. Like he called him Bulgarian boots. Like, oh no, but he's from Russia. It's close enough, right? Oh, I mean if you ignore history. <laughs> Just everything that's happened. Yeah, 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 sure. Right. Sure, it's fine. Uh, anyway, we've actually we've managed to do it. For us, this is incredible to actually be wrapping up one hour into the show. This never happens. <laughs> we always we need more often, we need something happening. Where we're like, oh I can't go we can't we can't go past this thing because something's happening. Uh we need something like that. <laughs> so, um, but we stayed on track. So, uh, thank you to James Boyd for coming in on this busy day uh, to talk some NXT uh, before getting drunk on a Thursday, or responsibly drunk on a Thursday, or not not drunk at all because you're the best man. <laughs> so, must...
0: I didn't say what I was planning on doing tonight, but uh. thank you, M. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, it blows the cover. <laughs> uh, yes, James going to be crying by himself with a bottle. <laughs> That's what I was hinting at, yes. <laughs> anyway, I will be uh, back on Tuesday. I get a break. I'll be back on Tuesday with the Monday Night Raw review. Uh, before then, I will be posting my uh, G1 Climax weekly roundup with Sir Sam. That should be up either tomorrow or Saturday. We've only got tomorrow off, uh, fellow G1 viewers. We've got Tomorrow, after, me, after seminar, I've got to get everything done for the column tomorrow and get that up for Saturday. We're right back into it. Uh, on the long stretch to the final, there's a lot of wrestling to watch. So I'll be back on Monday in audio form for the Raw Review. You can follow me on Twitter at @implicate. You can follow James Boyd on Twitter at JamesBoyd87. Yes, I, yep. I can never remember the year. <laughs> 87. And the screen doesn't help me because it's currently tiny, so I can't read any numbers on it. Uh, but uh, james want to plug all of your stuff before we say go away
0: yeah um i do a weekly podcast called one issue radio with my homeboy rich who uh, who's um <laughs> bachelor party i'm about to go to <laughs> uh we, we air on sundays or mondays depending on the weekend of the pay-per-view schedule uh but yeah um you can find us at on Twitter, at one Asia Radio. We're part of the Soul Suplex Podcast Network. You can follow that at Social Suplex. Uh, different shows, uh, much similar to uh, LP Radio's lineup.
1: And uh, with that, I bid you you, uh, once again, it's his bachelor party. He's getting married, so... Shout out to Rich Latter, buy his album, buy stuff he's done with Swerve. (laughs) Twice, I said I'd do it once, but nah, let's do it twice, let's be kind. (laughs) I said it's a special. Appreciate it. We've uh, ember mooned it, we've bookended you. (laughs) Start and finish. (laughs) (laughs) And also, uh, yeah, check out One Nation Radio when that releases as well to hear them talk about all of the resting. I was going to put it on a single topic and then realise, no, they cover so many things, that doesn't make sense to do that. So I will be back on Tuesday with that. I bid you adieu. Good luck, everybody, with continuing to watch this crazy amount of wrestling. (laughs) Sorry that. Uh, I bid you adieu. Adios.
0: Ten...